podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No contact no commitment no problem ain't no place like a cowboy place ain't no town like a cowboy town ain't no way like the cowboy way have a cowboy kind of day yeah try the new big sky burger at roy rogers it's smithfield pulled pork beer battered onion rings american cheese and spicy barbecue sauce on a kaiser bun have a cowboy kind of day at roy's ain't no way you're going wrong DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. We're in the bunker. We're wearing our parachute pants. Can't touch this. We're the day trippers. the 33rd Day Trippers podcast. We have a full bunker and a debut for Charlie Maloney as we relive yesterday's unbearable tension at Carroll Road when Liverpool decided to take the captain way too literally and reproduced exactly the same kind of nervy win that they had achieved against Manchester City. Our preview of Chelsea will be later in the week. In the week, it's stuck into your listeners' questions. Okay, in a very, very packed bunker, let's begin our review of Norwich City 2, Liverpool 3. It was another nervy win, another game spent in a bit of a state of heightened anxiety after looking to be home and dry. Is this second half Liverpool a worry in the matches to come? Well, yesterday evening, for having the temerity to have a moan about Johnson and Lucas and Brendan's substitutions, I was told to just fucking enjoy it. So the open question to you people around the table is, are you enjoying it? Charlie Maloney. No. <laughs> in a way it's no why is that because my nerves are gone and they keep coming out in the first half and being boss and then going into the changing rooms and coming out and being weirdos and I'm like where's the lads gone who've just been on the pitch yeah. there's no substitution so yeah. what's happened there and now my heart's gone it's so not fair stop it lads stop it okay it's fair enough <laughs> Paul Brown how are you getting on yeah I'm enjoying it yeah you're enjoying it yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Like it, well it's it's better kind of worrying about this than it is about worrying about fucking Roy Hodgson or anything like that. So. Are you going to start getting... <laughs> <laughs> Perspective, <laughs> Are you going to start getting all Casey and philosophical about us now and start talking about the past and comparing it to the present? How did you no, manage... No, how no, did no. you manage... Tell me no, how... No, I, I told a lot of the players to fuck off while I was watching them. Yes, you did. But in general, like... Yes, you did. In tell, general, I'm enjoying it. So yeah. tell me how you enjoyed the second half, mate, because I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. Go on, explain yeah, that process. You got me there. I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking frightening stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah, 
I am kind of overall enjoying it, but yeah, it, it's dicey stuff in the fucking second half. It is again. It is. It is. Come into the mic there, Paul, because <laughs> Phil keeps telling you. Uh, Fuck <laughs> Phil. Come in, Paul. Please come into the microphone. <laughs> that, that hand gesture is just. Steve, Steve O'Daly, story. How are you getting on? How are you enjoying this? Yeah, I am enjoying it actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, even second half yesterday. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. We're winning games. We're, We're winning games. Yes. We're five points clear. If you can't enjoy it now, when can you enjoy it? Because in the last 20 years, I've never seen us in this position. Very good point. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah there was two goals that we conceded, which I felt were both soft. Mm. There was probably three other chances, including Skirtle's, mm. you know, the, the shot that, that hit Skirtle's head and, and was nearly an OG. But mm. other than that, I didn't think we were under that much pressure, especially since we were effectively playing with 10 men mm. um, for the entirety of the game we'll come to that I know we will yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah you know what I mean other than that yeah I am enjoying it you know okay. we, we, I feel we should have had the game wrapped up you know without putting ourselves in that position I still think um, even though there was a few players that weren't on their on their game yesterday you know or as good as they could be yeah. um, that, that we still looked for the majority of the game in control yeah. and that to me we got out with the three points I don't care how we win the next few matches it's about getting out with a few points just get out with yeah, the points just get out with, you know what we win the game we win the game next Sunday I don't care if it's the nerviest match ever I don't care if it's the worst game ever we get three points from, from that game next Sunday we're pretty much home at yeah, yeah Steve Brown enjoyment secondary at this stage we just want to keep winning I'm just loving every minute of it it's great fun yeah. Yeah. great fun yeah. loving um, as much as Raheem Sterling but it's Flappy wings and everything. Brilliant. It, it is brilliant to watch. It is brilliant to watch. And w- w- the second half didn't cause you t- too much anxiety? It, it was a strange... I don't know what it was. I was sitting watching the match yesterday and I kind of thought to myself that before Mignolet decided to come and f- could flap it across, it just didn't look like we conceded. It was just it looked like one of those games where it was like, no matter what Norwich were going to do, it, they just weren't going to break us down. And then it was obviously a stupid mistake from Mignolet mm. that cost us the goal. But... I don't know what it is. It look seems to be in at the minute, which happens with every league title win inside. You need that kind of look, as Steve said, with the shot that hits Skirtle's head. Hmm. If that was the other end, it's an orange player that flies into the bottom corner. Hmm. But things just seem to be going right for us. Um, it's just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, loving it. it. Phil, it's a bit of a worry, isn't it, to, to be relying on this kind of uh, atmosphere and people are talking <laughs> about fate and all that kind of stuff. I'm not really into that. You. Uh, well, I, I was the one that said I was gloriously calm about everything that's going on. Yeah, I am gloriously calm until the ninety minutes when I'm sitting there watching the match. It's like uh, I found myself gradually descending into a football as the game wore on yesterday, getting sort of rolled up into the fetal position. Mm. The closer and closer mm. the ninety minutes game, and especially in that second half, and you're just waiting. You're, you're two 0 up and you're cruising, and then you give away a stupid one. You're going, yeah, fucking two one, two one, poxy score, poxy score. No, just, just you know, just see, you know, get control, just regroup, fucking everything. Then we go three one. You say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy days. This this could be comfortable. Again. And then we just go again. And it's like I I I I can't enjoy that nerviness, especially the last ten minutes. Jesus, I was like a fucking. Mm. You're just sitting there and, uh, you, you, eating fingers, eating the pillow, eating everything you can fucking find. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it wouldn't be unusual for you. Do you not think? Do you not think that coming up against Norwich, we shouldn't have had to do that? But see, the, like, we should have walked it, and we should be. I don't. I, I don't think the one, thing, the one thing we said about Norwich, and actually we said it in 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 the uh, in the pod last week, is that 
it was always going to be a tight one with, with Norwich, despite all the things that was going on. If you remember last year, we won 5 2 when we went there. We conceded two goals as well. Mm. Um, they've drawn with City at home this year. They've beaten Spurs. You know, they've had a reasonably good record and they've turned in good performances throughout the season. Their position in the table belies the actual performances that, that Norwich have turned in in actual matches. They just can't seem to score goals. Now, we managed to concede two to them and that's that to me is, is remains the biggest worry as we go on this run in um, it just I, I, I'm just I, I find it hard to enjoy I enjoy before the game I enjoy after the game when the result is sewn up mm. but when you're in the midst of the 90 minutes it's very hard to actually enjoy that when it's so tight and everything is riding on what's going yeah, on no you can't look enjoying the games I think it's a misnomer you enjoy the result but look let's keep you on there and I, I will skip one of the items in the agenda because you've talked about concession of goals there's a lot of chat about Mignolet and um, uh, he had another kind of a mixed game, I think. Maybe not convincing uh, under the high ball. Uh, his punching against him, but strange. I, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about his punching. It seems unorthodox. He seems to use sometimes uh, overhand punching or use the wrong hand. It looks unusual to me. The, anyway. the, the goal he can see, the, the one that he dropped yesterday, he goes with the wrong hand. Yeah, he yeah. goes. He goes. He obviously got leads with a stronger hand because that's one he feels comfortable with. But be, when with the player coming in from his left hand side, yeah. if he gets hit from that side, it's going to torn. Like his punch is naturally going to like his fist and the punch in the ball is going to naturally torn back towards the goal. If he comes with the left hand, even if he gets hit, the the ball is going to travel in the opposite direction and away from where the Norwich players are my, my, I actually didn't think Mignolet was particularly poor yesterday I think yeah he made a mistake for the goal mm. um, he made a couple of good really good solid saves in terms of holding onto the ball when the shots were taken at them but the, the one criticism I have and something that he'd approved on in the previous weeks was the speed of distribution slowed down again yesterday he was always taking an extra touch as the ball came in he wasn't playing things first time and that was allowing the Norwich players to actually press on to either the defenders the midfielders and then himself because there was a couple of times when they got very close to him in terms of closing him down and and just like get get it out your feet, get it out your feet, and he wasn't getting it out yeah. quick. This can also be a nerve thing. Not that I'd say the player is nervous, but you know, there's so much riding on it. You want to make sure that your passes are right. Yeah. You don't want to have a West Brom thing happen like the Colos pass against West Brom because a draw or a loss at this stage is potentially fatal for for our title chances. Mm. And that's obviously in the player's mind as well. So, But no, overall, I'd say 85% of his game was actually very good yesterday. Mm. He did, bar that one mistake on, on for the goal, he came for a lot of, a good few balls. He did some really good punches as well after the actual goal. He had a great so, punch after the goal. I should have yeah. straight out to Moses exactly like it, it's just, it was just that he obviously went for a strong hand wanted to make sure he got the ball knew that he was going to be challenged but in doing so he would have been better off either going with the left hand or even doing a flappy at it just to, you know, just to move just change to the direction contact, of the ball yeah. Yeah. he got caught as well though by Johnson like you could see it on his leg when he took a goal kick about yeah, five minutes yeah. later you could see it on the replay yeah, yeah. 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 a lot of the time you could get free for it like. yeah Johnson did lead with his leg um, in fairness uh, Paul as a man who's done a little bit of time between the sticks there yourself is, is he inspiring confidence in you at the moment? Um, he seems to have the odd kind of like he does kind of yeah you do get butterflies in the stomach when he's coming for crosses or anything like that mm. but like, all around I think he's okay like he's not he's not magnificent that stuff like coming off his line or anything like that mm. but like he, like we said he's a great shot stopper and mm. like the rest of it kind of that's the main thing you need as a keeper the rest of it we can see if he can work it out like but like you know the crosses and stuff like that but at the moment yeah I like him yeah. I, th- I think he for what's going on the way we play and the way we defend you saying does he inspire confidence for me yeah I think he's got big moments in him as we head towards the back end of the season I think like shots are going to be coming in you know in, in the games that's coming up and do I think he's going to make the majority of the saves yes I do yeah. the save from Van Wolfswinkel yesterday was fucking a brilliant save the one thing 
that I'd say is if you look back to when he made a couple of errors in the middle of the season, they sort of came in a bunch. Yeah. Now, you know, <clears throat> there was the one against West Ham. I know he was fouled by Carroll, but again, that was one he should have punched and which he then did later on. Again, we have it. So I'm hoping <clears throat> that, you know, he's the had his couple of errors in the yeah. running. Yeah. And now you get to see another two or three magnificent um, match winning saves or, or, yeah. or, or, or result changing saves within the actual context of the games that are coming up. I, I think the I think the worry not the worry but the the thing that we need to concern ourselves about is does he change his way of play in the summer? Does he work on it during pre-season to improve the areas that he's deficient on at the moment? Because mm. he's going to need to. Because unfortunately, if we, if we do go and win the, the the league or not, we we still will have every other team identifying where our weak points were this season and whilst I think our back four will change and I think you know obviously Brendan will will evolve the way we play yet again next season I think if the keeper stays rooted to the spot as, as much as he is now you will find teams targeting that as a weak point for us next season but Steve I can, I can almost handle the, the, the occasional flap at a cross what I can't handle is the thing Phil touched on early on which is distribution which has gone from being quite rubbish to slightly improved to a bit ponderous. Now, when you have all those kind of combinations coming in, it leaves you very much at a loss when you're a team that tries to play possession football and play from the back. You could feel the tension building. When, you know, we Do you mean in terms of the delay he has yeah. on the ball? Yeah, the when, way when we try to play that. Yeah. yeah, like I, I know where you're coming from and I think, I think that's something that absolutely... You know, he has to shift the ball as quickly as every other player on the pitch. Yeah. If the ball's coming in, he has to, in his mind, know... And, and you know I suppose for him it's a little bit different he has to rely on his defenders to give him angles either side to save him having to just pump it up the field and make it a 50-50 ball yeah. but but I think they have been doing that I've been watching them as soon as as soon as the ball comes back to him Sacco or Agger and Skirtle are pulling wide and giving him those options and yeah. yet he's still inviting the centre forward to get it within it's that touch that's what it's that extra touch where yeah. you know the one thing that Reina was brilliant at when we talk about it is distribution of his feet when the ball came back he was such a good one touch passer he knew he knew he knew Agger was there he knew Skirt was you there know what it was, Phil. the difference was though Reina wasn't making the saves that Mignolet has been oh, no absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I'm, not, the, get, I'm not getting into the Mignolet the issue is that his, his Reina's touch was a good enough touch that it pushed it 8 to, eight to 12 inches away from his foot so his next touch wasn't to position it and he was and, stepping and in he was stepping into the pass and making it straight away whereas Mignolet's first touch is to kill it dead at his foot he then needs the next touch to step it out through, from him yeah. and then the next touch well, is the pass that's it like Reina tried playing central midfield in a few pre-season friendlies I recall yeah yeah, 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 so yeah he's, he's obviously that kind of guy Mignolet is the next outfield player is he, didn't, he didn't convert to a goalkeeper until he was 15 or 16. Is that a fact? Yeah. Good knowledge. I did not know that. Must be. Good knowledge. No, yeah, it doesn't look like it, does it? <laughs> he was, I can't imagine he was a slick passer at <laughs> the ball when he was an outfield player. Where, where exactly is he in with maybe, maybe he could play centre midfield for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do a better job than Lucas, let's be honest. Steady, steady. Okay. Uh, Charlie, talk to me about Skirtle and Sacco. Um, the Sky Lads yesterday had Sacco written off pretty early on. I don't know if you were unfortunate enough to be listening to that. <laughs> Call him a liability, but his staff after a game stack up very well again 96% I think pass completion and all the rest of it a lot of challenges won Skirtle was back to his shirt tugging stuff wrestling with people almost scored two own goals what did you make of the centre halves in the day? Statistically Sacco yeah you're right statistically he is a good player on paper mm. but when you watch him it's 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 he's he's not he's nervy like he makes me nervous do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Skirtle if you're waiting for the Z, 
then you know how many girls would have gone in you know like yeah. he's also, he, the thing that annoys me with Skirtle is that sometimes I wish he'd get the ball and clear it down the end of the pitch and not just head it out mm. public yards do you know like I want our defenders to get the ball and get rid of it and get down into you know the other end of the pitch and not just knocking it mm. you know 20 yards out mm. the box because all you're doing is inviting them back in again sure, to yeah. me that, yeah, that's no, how no. I felt when I was watching it was that you know, clear all. I was set. I was look, looking at it and going, clear the ball, clear, yeah. get rid of it, yeah. and that's that's what I felt. But yeah, like you said, statistically, so he is he scored like, but it doesn't. His presence isn't felt. Yeah. That's how I think. Anyway. So, so I heard someone saying it's because he maybe because he's such a big guy, he's such a big guy, and he looks a little bit ungainly on the ball, and yet his passing is wonderful. It is, to be fair. Is again statistically, if you look down on paper, he is like his pass his pass rates huge like yeah. I don't know it off the top of my head 95 yeah mm-hmm. easily yeah and I'd, and I'd easily believe you but he needs to make his presence felt he needs to be there and he needs Carragher to be roaring at him do you know yeah. like and telling him where to be and yeah. I think that's what that's what we're lacking we're lacking leadership at the back yeah a, sh- a shouty a shouty man a sh- well not, no not shouty yeah. just a, a proper scouser <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thought you might work that later <laughs> right. um, Steve uh, well, how, how did you think the two lads in the day were you, were you confident in them uh, watching them throughout the game I thought Skirtle was excellent yesterday. I really did yeah. I thought he was Absolutely excellent. I, I, Skirtle didn't put a foot wrong yesterday. He'd done everything that he wanted. He's playing, starting to play more football at yeah. the back as well, where he's not just doing 50, 60 yard passes or trying to attempt a 50, 60 yard passes. You can actually see Skirtle's became our number one centre half over the course of the season. We all, at the start of the season, wanted Skirtle out. We thought he'd be the first one to go. Hmm. But he, the way he's grown into that role, where he seems to be now the leader of the defence, because he's. Fine. He's the number one. So it's either Ayer or Sacco that are coming into partnership him. Hmm. So. I think he, do, he enjoys the responsibility of it as well. Like, don't forget, like Skirtle's an international captain as well. Mm. Like, he's the Slovakian captain. Mm. And yeah, so let's talk about leadership as a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not buying that. And Saka as well. Saka was the PSG captain at 18 years of age. Like, mm. there's something there do between you the two of them. Like, on the pitch, do you see that leadership in the pitch? On Skirtle, yeah, I do. Skirtle, I've seen it. I've witnessed yeah. it, but not like it's not consistent. <laughs> I think, That's what I feel anyway. Looking at it for me yesterday, I think the going back to what you said, because Sacco doesn't look as comfortable on the ball mm. as, as more as, as as other footballers, people jump on that he you know he gets a bit looks yeah. a bit nervy. It reminds me an awful lot of of, of, of Jimmy Chilari, to be honest with you. Like that, that that to me seems to be more more the influence of what people are seeing in Sacco as opposed to what he's doing on the pitch. People aren't seeing what he's doing, they're yeah. just they're thinking what he's doing. Yeah, and, what, and, when, yeah, like and an awful lot of the set pieces, it was him who was organising, coming back to yeah. where we've talked about what does Agar bring to the pitch, it was him who was organising the defence. And it, like the goals they score don't come tr- centrally no. through us, right? The, it's, a, it's a mistake and then it was poor play by um, Sterling and Johnson in terms of allowing the cross to come in. Um, for 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 their second goal, yeah. um, and I don't know. Like I'm looking at them saying, are our centre backs making errors? And I don't see it. I I, I see at, at this moment in time, and we've seen Skirtle make errors through the season. Um, I just don't see Sacco making these errors that that make, will get people so nervy. He 
he's he's been like to me he, he's a rock of a centre half he was one sleep yesterday in the first half where he was dispossessed when they were trying but to play but again that, that came from poor options in front yeah. of him because he, he's on the ball he's looking up to play the next pass and get himself into space and there was, and it was no, an awful ball from Flanagan to him yeah, yeah Flanagan he has, he actually, the ball from Flanagan was actually a nothing ball he played it too far in front of Sacco and not, yeah. not hard enough to get to Gerrard there's, there's a couple of other things as well we're expecting him to be a commanding leading centre half which is fine from a physical point of view but the bloke's probably not fluent in English yet. You know what I mean? So it's, and I'm not being smart here, but he's probably not. Um, it's very difficult it, when, when anybody here that's played football, even, even at any level, if you're under a bit of pressure or if you're in the game, if you're, if you're engrossed in what's happening in the game, your ability to communicate isn't always as, as you know, good as it would be if you're sitting there having a yap. Okay? Yeah. And that's just because your mind's racing, you're trying to concentrate on where players are going, you're trying to make sure everybody's marking up, and you'll bark orders that don't even half make sense sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? The funny thing is, the lads who you're talking to generally know what you're trying to say to them, and, and, and shit happens. That happens at every level of football. But if you're not fluent in a language that everybody else pretty much is, it's a lot more difficult to get your points across as distinguished as you want them to be. Yeah. Also, football, I, fluent in football. Fluent in football <laughs> is one thing, but if you want a fella to, if you want to say, watch that fella, he's making a run inside you, and you don't know how to say that in the language. You can do the hand movement, but if, if the player is 60 yards away from you and not looking, you can't shout, you can't shout, fucking Jono, he's gone in behind you, if you don't know how to and, say that. And, and we've all seen how useless hand movements are in this bunker. <laughs> yes. They just, they just, don't yeah, get you also need to. There's there's a second thing, and, and I'm bringing I'm bringing in you know the fact that we raised this with how Sky wrote off uh, Sacco. Yeah. You know, number one, Sky pay no attention to actual facts. Yeah. They just like to make up random shit. And you also have to remember that Alan Smith's an crumb. absolute prick. <laughs> you know what I mean? So his absolute Arsenal biased bollocks. And you know, just because they've absolutely blown it this season, he has no interest in in you know sort of looking at things rationally or with a subjective mind. He just wants to talk complete bollocks about other teams. I want to kill him. Um, <laughs> so, so. Um, there is there is that element to it, you know. He just he drives me in. Like as soon as I turn on Sky and I hear him as the co-commentator, I n- immediately want to switch off. Yeah, you know, I literally do not want to listen to anything. He as has as to opposed say. to Niall Quinn, which a lot of people think is actually you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that show came out. That show came out yesterday. I don't know. Listen, my wife sells cars. Yeah, he's not a goalkeeper. <laughs> You know, but uh, I've had Jim Beglin and Nora Quinn this year. Have it's you? not exactly a fucking Jesus. star-studded Jesus. lineup. No, you uh, have to mention voices. it. Actually, yeah, I've got to hear it now. There you go. Yeah, but well, to be fair, he, he grew up about... What a collection four. of amazing voices to yeah. have. Jim yeah. fucking Beglin and Nora Quinn. Yeah, <laughs> he grew up about 500 yards away from my house. So. Well, there you go. There That'll you explain go. it. Okay, well, let's move it move it sideways to the full-backs now. Like uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul Brennan, uh, Glenn Johnson... Um, we have to we have to address this, uh, and we don't want to get into the usual bashing thing. Uh, I'm going. To... Well, we're going. To... <laughs> <laughs> Look, he he played like a brain donor on the day. Let's be honest. Uh, he was sloppy. He was slow. He was he was AWOL a lot of the time when he should have been places. Uh, Flano, I thought by comparison. By comparison, he was fucking world class. But um, again, looked a little bit exposed. Even though I thought he was wonderful on the ball, I, I don't think he gets half enough credit for his ability on the ball. That kid. But um, talk to me about Glenn and about uh, the, how much his performance actually affected us. 
Now, do you want me to talk about Johnson or do you want me to not put the boot in too hard? Johnson, because they're two different fucking things, to be honest. We've got two options here. I won't go into the Glenn Pocalypse or anything like that. I'm just going to let you. He was, he was atrocious yesterday. Like it, It's just every, everything that's bad about him, like his reactions, mm. like it, how how he dithers on the ball, gets himself and the team into trouble. Mm. I, just, I just think it was all there yesterday for everyone to see. And like you said, Flanagan was a lot better on the ball. I think he was involved in the first goal. He was. The build-up, and he, he, he had a few of them where he cut inside, and he looked like he was going to threaten like Norwich. He looks good cutting inside the ball. He looks mm. very yeah, composed. He's, he's, got, he's got potential. Yeah, he's got potential. yeah definitely. But like, uh, I, think, I think he's like he's fairly intelligent on the ball mm. rather than being really technically gifted or anything like that. Yeah. I think he just has an intelligence that John Johnson doesn't have and a kind of bravery that mm. Johnson doesn't have. I mm. think the, the play just... It just breaks down every time with Johnson. I think you can let him run onto a ball if you can... If you can put him through, like into space, then he's good. But if you give him the ball and try and get him involved in build up, like you're you're just pissing into the wind, I think. But even his distribution, like it, the things you would take for granted from an international class fullback in Verticamas, I mean, he was in, he was involved in giving away the the the, 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 the ball for the first goal. Um, he just looks stumbly. He look doesn't look himself. He's not tuned he, in. He kicked a few straight out for a, out yeah. for a troll as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just uh, I just I don't think he's really suited to a passing team. Really, Jeez, I, I I didn't think I'd ever. Do this, but to his to his credit, to oh, wow. to his defence. Oh, right? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello. He's not helped by having Lucas on that side. I know we're going to get ah, to it, right? Here. But he's he's not helped by having Lucas primarily on that side with him. You're being very rude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sorry, Alan, Alan, Alan Smith. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, but he, he just he, he's just not helped on on that side. Like Lucas was. I, I hate to jump ahead, but he just—he's—he just was not part of that game. It was like he was playing uh, another football match with two other teams as something was going on. And when when Johnson gets the ball, coming back to what you're saying, he gets the ball and it breaks down. It's because he didn't have the option inside. And when Flanagan gets on the ball, Joe Allen was always available for him on the inside, so he was able to give the ball, go, get the ball back, and he's in space. Mm. When Johnson gets the ball, he played it to Lucas. Lucas plays it straight back to him before he gets on gets on 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 the go. Mm. It's it's like you know what I mean. It's it's not just Johnson in this instance. It's the side that he's playing on and the players he has around him that that, that he needs to to build in, you know to build moves down down that flank. Yes, he wasn't good on the day like himself in terms of what he was doing. I'm not saying he was, but he's not helped by like it was basically the shit side of the team. To be honest with you, yeah. That that whole that 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 right back and the Lucas side was just the two of them were just playing for. Fucking, I don't know, somebody else. I believe that's what we've, said, we've said that before that Lucas can't really turn since his injury. He, like, he doesn't get on the ball and no. turn the way he used to. So having him in front of Johnson meant that any time the ball went out to the right, it was just getting funneled back in. It got funneled back in by Lucas, or Johnson just fucking lost it, basically. Yeah. Doesn't it show you, though? And uh, by the way, Phil, I think that's what they call a segue, also known as fucking my agenda right up. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> does, doesn't it show you uh, how dependent? Uh, Johnson was on the on the man ahead of him previous to that in the in the previous system. So like it, like it, in terms it, of well, it, it, does, it, com- it, it comes back to like when we've talked about in when, terms of cover. Yeah, we, we, yeah. We, when Henderson is in the side and when he's had when Henderson's had a sort of a couple of games below yeah. the, the level he's set at for the last couple of weeks, it also seems to coincide with Glenn Johnson's poorest games because oh, Henderson is 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 that ball mm. that you know that we're talking about there. Phil, you you watched the game back. I haven't since yesterday. So sometimes in your head, what actually happened isn't 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 actually what happened. If that makes sense. Um, but for the second goal, am I right in saying that Skirtle comes out to meet the man? 
the ball is played Johnson tracks the runner into the box rather than tracking the winger which allows a free cross by is it is it is it what was the guy's about a femme was it yeah, was I, a femme that whipped it in I, I, for the, for the cross the, when I watched the second goal back and I, I watched it twice to sort of get my head around what was going on the, the, the initial bit is that the ball gets played out to I'm not sure the, the Norwich player anyway. Yeah, yeah. and Johnson stands off him yeah. right, and stands off him for, I think it was actually Redmond gets the initial ball Redmond right? and then Olsen yeah, and, and goes, hard, goes on the overlap mm-hmm. right? Yeah. and that's when Skirtle comes out but Skirtle never tracks comes out but nobody tracks the Sterling tracks the overlap. Sterling never tracked the overlap. Sterling, Sterling let lets him go, and that's where 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 it all stems from. But at the same time, loses the, the, there the, as well. No, no, the, the seven seconds from the point where Redmond receives the ball to Johnson standing off and not going to close him. Yeah. Now, I, if, if he goes and closes him there, even if Holton goes on the overlap, he might get a nick, it might go out for a throw and it stops the move in its, you know. Well, the, there, trick, but, the trick is they're knowing where the players were. The trick is if you get there early and stand them, if you get there, press early, stand them up, you can show them inside or outside wherever you want them to go. Yeah. He, he, he played it, if, if memory serves me right, left-footed down the channel to the overlapping ball I could be wrong on that but I think he did so if, if you know the overlap's gone over your shoulder you show him inside you make him go back to the centre of the field whereby your team presses across and is able to put the pressure on him the, 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 major, the major errors in it was that the Sterling never tra- tracks the, yeah. the full back okay, right? so because straight, straight, that, straight that away it becomes, okay, okay. becomes a double team in terms of what's going on because Skirtle's pulled out and then there's two players with Johnson instead of one yeah. but Johnson could have helped himself out Boy, when Redmond gets on it, not standing off, actually going aggressively and pressing him to try every, it every time. And let's be honest, that's one thing we've kept coming back to: is he doesn't stop crosses. We've harped on it that from day one, but, like, that, but it's a fucking fact. And, is, and, and it, it, it causes he doesn't, he doesn't stop crosses, and when the crosses are coming from the other side, he doesn't attack crosses or yeah. or mark men so, on crosses. So as so a result, you have crosses. Aren't really his strong. Oh, but he's, he's not helped out by Lucas yesterday. Oh, no, no, exactly. No, no, exactly. Okay, okay. Okay. Lucas even got a full game. Well, I, was, well, I, was, I was surprised Lucas got a full game. I I I seen him in the lineup and told forty minutes. Yeah. Off time, he'll he'll be gone off. Yeah. But he never, and I was like, why? Well, actually, that that that, that does that does lead us into what, what we were going to talk about next. And basically, I was going to talk about in relation to the manager, the initial selection that Charlie's just mentioned there of, of playing Lucas and Joe Allen. When an awful lot of us had made shouts that perhaps it would be one with one of the terrible twins, uh, Iago or 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 or, or uh, Victor. Victor. Um, so, what do we make about that? About that? About, about making that call? Um, I'll, 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 be, I'll be honest I, I actually made the call for Lucas to come in I did you know what I mean I'm going to hold my hands up and, and like, that, yeah. you know what I mean I said that it will be not, not necessarily because I wanted it to happen but I really did feel that that's what Rodgers would do yeah. um, and Phil made the shout that he only has 45 minutes in him which mm. I thought fair enough you know what I mean my, my thinking was I wasn't worried about yesterday I genuinely thought we would come out and make the start that we actually did unfortunately I didn't foresee us you know Capitulating, Steve. Steve, given that uh, the shed's been made now a couple of times, as you say, Phil. Phil mentioned it last week. Charlie's just just flagged up again there. The forty-five minutes thing, or the half, or the fifty, or whatever. It was clear that the kid was struggling in terms struggling of after five So, minutes, so will, will you explain to me? Because we're we're very quick, and we should be to praise Brandon because he's fucking incredible what he's yeah. done this year. But would you explain the logic to me of not pulling him? I'm first? not being smart. I, I, I don't can't. Get it. I can't explain it because yeah. the, to me there is no logic behind it. He is obviously thinking, Lucas, the type of player that he is, gives us additional defensive cover. Yeah. Um, I, I, but in my head, I, I, I genuinely does Lucas come? Oh, sorry, does does Coutinho come off at three one or or two one? 
it was two one, was it? That's three one. Three one. So my my only thinking on it can be that he thinks right. We're gonna we're gonna hold these high up the pitch. So you know what I mean? Like he he's thinking to himself maybe that 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 Gerard and Lucas slot into a two and 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 they get defensive. I, I genuinely can't put my finger on it because I thought I was, was shouting at the TV thinking how is he not the first? I honestly would have hooked him at half time and and I'm not a Lucas hater. I'm not. Well, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm I'm not. I'm not saying he has any role to play for the rest of the season. I think he's finished with this football club. Um, because Jesus. of the way we, Shout. I do, Gosh. I do, I do think I think he should be finished with this football. Club. Oh, that's a different thing. But but sorry, okay, so maybe he's not. But yeah. but but you know what? Uh, Brendan Rodgers is ruthless. He hasn't felt under pressure to play the players that he spent money on. He sent one of them out on loan, and the other two have hardly. And the fellow they that he brought in on loan from Chelsea, Victor Moses, they've hardly got a sniff this season. So yeah. so it does show a ruthless. It does show a ruthless streak. Um, yeah. You know. So from my point of view, I would hope that he'll he'll shift Lucas in the summer because he just has no role to play in what we do as a team now mm. there's nowhere I can see him fit into what we do as a team he's slow on the ball he, he doesn't have the ability to turn anymore as I was saying yesterday every pass that comes into him goes back to the person he's received it from because he doesn't have a turn he doesn't, he's not even receiving a body with his body open mm. or sorry he's not even receiving a pass should I say with his body open mm. he's, 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 he's got his back to, to play he's receiving it into feet and he's having to go back exactly he's the consummate play the way you're facing footballer at the moment yeah but because unfortunately he he's normally facing Mignolet so yeah. you know what I mean that's, that's or Glenn Johnson yeah Glenn Johnson. wherever he's facing but it's, it was really really poor and it was one of the absolute main reasons why we struggled yesterday Steve Brown give me a bit of context here and tell me a little bit of a reason why Lucas should maybe not just be hammered here because it does feel as if, like the kid's just back from whatever injuries he's had and he hasn't played and you know but it's I know when Johnson came back from injury we could kind of see a gradual increase in performance from him we came, he came back at the bottom point and he, a couple of games he was getting better he was getting better I don't think Lucas can I just don't see how he improves himself to the level that he was supposedly at when before the knee injury. Um, I think supposedly at is harsh. He was at he was a, No, he became the best centre midfielder in the world when he was out injured. When there was people going on about, oh, no, Lucas, I, think, I, think, I think I think if, 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 if you look at Lucas before he gets the injury in Chelsea, he was by far and away the best defensive central midfielder in the league in that season, right? He, he, he dominated the likes of Yaya Torre and all. He, he was in form he did, at no, that he point. Did, yeah, right? he, did, he, did. He, looked, he looked like he'd stepped he up another level. Aggressive he was mobile, and, aggressive. And he was never pacing. Dynamic. What he was was he was very he aware, tactical of what was going on and you know it's 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 um it's it's one of those things where you're saying can he get back to it I don't know I don't think I really can't see him coming back to that level because his level or the position he plays requires someone to basically play on a uh, on a pivot he, he is the pivot of the team if he plays in that role like Gerard has been doing but he wasn't in the pivot role yesterday no he wasn't yesterday but I just don't think he can get back to that level where he can play in that position yeah, I, I because of his knees because of the injury just physically don't think he'd be able to it's nothing against the, the, the fella at all like. it is it's, it's a confidence thing with the injury definitely because like when he went out when he went out like everyone was like oh we're really missing him we're really missing him and then he came back and now we're all slating him. Well, we're not slating him, but... I am. I'm slating him. Well, he sure. deserves to be slated after yesterday. The whole team so far completely yesterday because Gerard, who has been imperious in the past few games, his level dropped to OK yesterday because That's he was trying... He, he was exposed. He was exposed by Lucas, yeah. which is a conversation we had back in September that yeah. the Lucas-Gerard two can't work together. It wasn't a two, though. 
No, it wasn't a tube. But, but unfortunately, it killed what we were doing as a as a as a, a, a team. Yeah. No, it, it it comes back to what sort of what you touched on at the start. Uh, Paul, let's change this before this. this it's it's very there. fucking tense here. <laughs> Paul, uh, t- talk to me about the decision that, that that Brendan makes to play the two from the start. It means that we've got on the bench Victor, um, and he's the go-to guy for Brendan now. He's the go-to guy. He's the first sub, which very few of us can understand. Tell me how you feel when you see Victor Moses arriving onto the pitch to save the day. <laughs> it wasn't to save the day. It, it was to save the day. And tell me, the, tell me, the, over, the overwhelming t- feeling is that it's a fucking miracle we're top of the well, league. Victor, <laughs> Victor comes on a three-one, lads. Victor comes on a three-one, and then it's three-two. Victor, that's the Victor effect. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not he actually, you know, oh, Tom Moses was very good. It, was, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't even the, it wasn't even the flank that, that the, the second goal came yeah. from. No, I've, I've slated and Moses. Like Moses, was, like Moses deserved the slaughter last week when he fucking gave the ball away and Henderson <laughs> got done. But fucking, he doesn't. He's, he's not getting. It. He, he was over there beside the fucking pitch when the yeah. second goal was scored. Moses actually done well. Unless yesterday. he has the fucking reverse force and he fucking moves the ball for him. Moses did what was asked of him yesterday, which was to come on, hold the ball up, use it well, use your pace down the wings. I'm, I'm not going. I've, I've knocked him. Literally, him seeing him warming up on the sideline brought me into a rage at points this season. Mm-hmm. I did not want... Yesterday he came on, the fella did well. I can't knock him for anything he did. He was all right. There was, yeah. there was, he he done the job. He done the job that he was asked to do. He didn't save the day and he didn't cause any issues with how we played or, or how we lost goals. Can I, just, can I just point out this fact that it was a total wind-up and now I've got Phil to defend Victor Moses and Glenn Johnson <laughs> in, one, <laughs> in one podcast. Just on Luke. That's a wrap. It's going to end the pod there. My work, my work is done here. I'm just amongst yourselves. Just shut up. Jim, the guy. Going off for a glory wank now. It's a serious part of the agenda that you had down about the, the substitutions. Absolutely. And I think. Brendan brings down a 3-1 to change how we're, how we're approaching the game. He goes for a counter-attack in soil. That's why he takes Coutinho off and brings Victor Moses on. Because and to he, be fair, he, he was tidy. Wants, he wants the additional pace. He knows that Norwich are going to throw the kitchen sink at them and he's hoping that the gaps that they leave behind, Sterling, Moses and Suarez will then go and exploit. Mm. The issue has, as soon as this change is made, we then go and concede a second goal and it just throws the whole plan out the window. Yeah. Um, and he has to go and change something else again in terms of when he then has to bring Agar on because he needs to change around. My key issue is that the players he took off, he sh- I would have preferred to see him take Lucas off at yeah. that point and drop Coutinho back into the midfield mm. because Coutinho still had more energy than Lucas had for the whole 90 minutes. But the Lucas yeah. thing is the first time in months that I've actually questioned Rodgers and gone, what you thinking there? Mm. Like, normally you can see it. Like, you, you can see why he brings Coutinho What part of it, Shirley? It's starting right. him or leaving him on? Leaving him on. Still him starting on. him. Yeah. I was like, all right, in Brendan, you know, in Rogers, we trust. Yeah. So that was fine. Yeah. But leaving them on, I was like, <laughs> you know, the substitutions that were getting made, I was yeah. like, what, really? Are you still leaving them yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was the first time I questioned. Well, t- t- talk to me about Joe Allen then. We're kind of leading into it. I thought he was pretty amazing myself. I thought he just looks so tidy on mm. the ball and high energy levels. How how in the hell is that kid withdrawn in that game where we really need a fella who's tidy on the ball? It seems strange, isn't that's it? it? That's it. That's that's exactly the thing. Like, mm. it's, what that's what I'd like to know. Like, why would you look at where we are and we conceded and the the fact that you take. You still would leave Lucas on the pitch. Like, I don't, I, I'm not like him. I'm not going to slate Lucas. I, I, I like him. But he did play, he did play poorly, and it, it does make me wonder 
Why? Just I, I actually don't know. I, do, I actually don't sure. know. Honest question here, then. What do you like about him? Who? Lucas, Lucas is, is yeah. hair, mainly. No, but... Uh, <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> fair enough. But, no, what do you like about him as a player? I think, suppose, maybe what he's done in the past... You can't judge him on this season because he's he's been injured and he's only yeah. just back from injury and he's still not confident enough, I think, on the pitch. And I think there is a place for him. If we get to Europe next season, mm-hmm. we need a, a strong player on the bench. Who have we got on the bench? Yeah, but the, the point is, we've, we've he's qualified. Got ability. We, I don't know if he has in the way we want to play football now. I'm not knocking him. I'd love to see him go. And I, I was talking to Phil on the way down to the to the bunker today in the car. I'd like to see him go and play for another team and, and play 30, 40 games a season. I just don't think where he is as a player now and the way he's playing or is, is capable of playing Six is the way that we want yeah. to play football. So I'd rather see us take seven or eight million for him, say thanks for your time, no hard feelings, and maybe put another two or three with that and bring in somebody else. I'm not saying get rid of him and don't replace him. Yeah. I'm saying replace him with a more dynamic player who can play in the way that we play football and and add something to our squad for next season because I think we're going to sit here in this bunker next year, regardless of whether it's a game against Fulham or fucking Olympiacos or whoever it is, He's set up to play a certain way, and it's not a way that we play football anymore. So I think we're going to struggle next season with him in the side, regardless. And, yeah. and that's why I, I, this isn't a personal vendetta. I like Lucas. I like what he's done before. I have my personal vendettas against certain players. Don't get that wrong. But saying in this instance, it's not one with him. Okay. I'm saying well, I just don't think he's he's right for us. Okay. So, so do you think that we can take the way we play now? Do you think we can take that to Europe? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. But then on the bench, who's on the bench? You need two teams. But that's that's why you. This is my point. We're, 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 replacing we're due to better. bring in a huge yeah, amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, my my point is. We're due to take in a lot of money for guaranteeing of group course, stages yeah. of Champions League. We have additional sponsorship revenues and stuff like that, which will come into play as yeah. of this summer. There's the kitty that the, the club have hopefully got for us, regardless of whether we, found, we, we got through it. And, and then we've got a lot of players who should who should be shown the door as well. Okay. Now, now, that, now that Steve-O's personal vendetta against Lucas has concluded, <laughs> uh, can we move on back to what we were talking about, which is Joe Allen's effect on the team. Paul, as a starter, he looks very, 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 very much part of the whole setup and really really what Rodgers is looking for high energy high tempo technically excellent yeah definitely and especially without Henderson like well, yeah. he absolutely has to be in um, what's gonna, yeah he's really tidy and like he does he covers an awful lot of ground we saw that when he came in you know um, right back against Spurs when uh, what's gonna, when Gerrard was out mm. and like he uh, him and Henderson just blew Spurs away and obviously we didn't have the same, we didn't have Henderson yesterday, but uh, which like I, I do I like I like Alan's energy and I like his passing as well. I know he's kind of criticised as negative, but he does kind of keep the ball ticking over. Yeah, and like we need that when everyone else is trying to like play breakneck speed, like Coutinho, Sterling, and all. We need someone like Alan who keeps things ticking. Methodical, over. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but but also on that, and, and and it's it's the key part of Alan, and it's the key bit where Lucas has fallen down. It's exactly what you said. It's the level of mobility that our centre midfielders ahead of Gerrard need to have to play in the formation, whether it's the diamond or whether it's a four-three-three, because they are providing the legs for for Gerrard around them, and that's why Gerrard has looked so good in the second half of the season, is because Henderson, Coutinho, and Alan, when they've all played. Are such electric players in terms and so so dynamic. It was, again, it, it, like it is. It, it's a valid question, and I can understand why Rogers perhaps kept Lucas on the pitch because he's thinking of 
a more senior player, a more experienced player, and the, the inevitable nerves that's going to come on as we get towards the end of the game. That's a very Brendan thing to do. That's yeah. why Johnson starts. Yeah, and, game. and it's and it's it's like he's thinking to himself, right? These are my senior heads. These are the leaders that I have. And he's all, he's previously talked about Lucas being a leader for him. And remember when he was out injured, he was sending him out to scout teams and look at how other teams were playing and keeping him very much involved in that's what was going on. But what, what, and, and that's what I suppose really frustrated the hell out of me in terms of the performance that he does then put in when Alan is taken out and when Coutinho was taken out is that he gave away so many silly frees and created so much pressure on us as opposed like there's, there's, that, there's that fine that's going around the one that he gives away in the last reaction. couple of minutes when Sterling was winning the battle to win the ball back and your man was going nowhere and he comes through but he comes through in the back and you just wonder like, stay, I, I think there's a point here about what you said in terms of we've seen Johnson levels go up as he got more and more games but Johnson was given starts and he was given 90 minutes mm. to get up Lucas had got 45 minutes against West Ham he's gotten a run of 20 minutes here and he comes in and plays a full 90 here and that's 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 what's made me surprised about the sub- substitutions is that if you're looking at either Coutinho or Allen who've played more time than Lucas has since his injury you'd imagine that they would have more minutes in their belt mm. maybe Brendan had as you said he was 3-1 he's thinking right we'll, I'll actually take Lucas with more sen- seniority drop him back in, hold the line and then we'll use Gerard's passing to break and use Moses's pace, use Sterling's pace and Suarez's ability. I don't need a 10, I don't need the high pressing game at that point because we'll use the space that opens up for us. But unfortunately, Lucas, because he's that bit off the pace, he gives away the stupid phrase, brings pressure on us and, and creates this debate around it that we're looking at saying, why do you take Alan out? Why do you take Coutinho out when they've been performing so well? Mm. Also, by taking Alan and Coutinho out, they're don't have as much game time under their belt in terms of going to Chelsea so you know there's, there's the freshness levels and, and, and having more minutes and, and hopefully more energy when it comes to the closing stages of next week's game I don't want to I, I was frustrated as hell watching Lucas back and, and watching it the second time I was, I was there going Jesus Christ every like you know for, for, for the various reasons that we talked but there is an element that the guy has, has very few minutes under his, under his belt since yeah. Christmas but I do think Steve's point is very valid in terms of next season and where we need to go to and the type of football that we're playing and, and something that Brendan himself has spoke about recently over the weekend that he hasn't been looking to Spain for his direction and it's something that we, we mentioned a few weeks back he's been looking at Dortmund still you're creaming yourself over this yeah, yeah, no, yeah I'm a fucking do you know what, what, I, what I saw I was just there going oh glory bank <laughs> and it was just it was just there going you know Looking at the team this season, it, it has become so like that type of team. The, the, the way Munich has played, even under Guardiola, with that more direct ability, you know, retain possession but kill teams with with with, the, with, with fast and decisive passing that goes on, and the same with Dortmund. And that's why I think that Lucas himself will struggle if his mobility can't come back up to the level he was before he got the knee injury. I can't see him being able to hold down even a squad place in the side and I think a more mobile yeah. and dynamic player but, but do, do you not think there's a place for him then when like obviously next season Gerrard's going to have yes. to rest a lot more yes. like I don't mind Lucas going in for Gerrard it's when he goes in with Gerrard yeah but I think uh, in, in that instant Paul I'd be hoping that we've signed somebody who can offer more to the squad that isn't just a direct replacement for Gerrard I, I, like the, 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 the rumours with Mavia for example right the guy can, can play Higher up, the, in, in the way Joe Allen can can fit in into that into that pivot role, Mavia can play like very much specialised as a defensive midfielder, but he can also play as a dynamic centre midfielder as well ahead of Gerrard. So mm. you don't want. I, I wouldn't like to see just buying a pigeonhole player where it's only if Gerrard is rested or needs time out. You want someone who can add to the squad when we pick up suspensions and injuries, which we will more so when we've got another twenty odd games to so add in. Like to factor to keep in. Him on squad, you wouldn't want to sell him like who Lucas? Yeah. I think we can upgrade him. 
and, and I, 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 I just don't see him getting the level of mo- and I think I've seen so much now since the injuries happened I don't think he can turn effectively as, as the way he used to he doesn't he, and he seems to have lost another half I year I just don't think physically he's, he's yeah. capable I'm not, I'm not, and that's not hitting that's, that's not, not his fault no, no and, and, fault. look I, I, I love to see the way the guy blossomed after the initial like the level of, 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 of abuse that he got uh, and the whole lot as it went on right? and it was phenomenal to see him turn that around and become a mainstay of the team and become a player that the fans really want and love and wanted to come back but if you look at him in cold hard facts in terms of what he's brought to the pitch since the injury he's just not at the level no, as he was before he, he can sign for, for an Italian team next year and look good he can sign for a team in the Premiership you know a Villa uh, you know a, a Fulham whoever it may be they may not be in the Premiership but I'm just using them as examples so West Brom whoever it is and look good because mm. of the style of play they will set up with him sat everything in front of him, him just facing one way and, and it won't affect him. Which is why I think the, the replacement for Gerrard next season or this, the, the fellow who can step in for Gerrard is a good shout by Paul there. Look, let's, 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 the thing let's, with, sorry, just one point. Right? Yeah, the thing right. with Lucas was, when Lucas was our best midfielder at the time, we were a seven-place team. Yeah, we were Lucas isn't a title-winning centre midfielder. No, but Trev, just coming back, back to what you've just said there, you, you agree with Paul that Lucas could step in for Gerrard next season. Is that what I you're do saying? think that's an option. So do you not do you not see the role that Gerrard's playing for the club at the moment? And you think you think Lucas has the legs to cover that ground to get back in behind the centre centre halves and make those challenges that Gerrard has. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is I think he's the best equipped in the squad to have a go at that. Absolutely, I, I, wouldn't Absolutely. Say I don't disagree with you there. My point is that if we go in next season where Lucas is still the best equipped person to do what Gerrard's done, then mm. we've failed. That's that's my belief. We failed as a as a club in terms of signings, not we, not not failed, sorry, but just failed, failed in yeah, terms of summer business. I mean, business. I mean, in terms of our recruitment policy. Okay, okay well, but we won the league, league, league champions, <laughs> league champions, Champions League the works. Yeah. But we failed. <laughs> fucking Lucas is still there. <laughs> that's the harshest criticism ever. People are talking like sack the board, tear the place down. Okay, we're seeing the real Steve. Ruthless fucking blue shy bastard who's in fucking. I'm actually I'm actually being serious here for a minute. And what I'm saying is, if our idea is that he should be involved in somehow, the bloke's still worth seven, eight, nine million quid. Take the fucking money. You know what I mean? Like, I've, me I've lost a little bit of. You, you know, convinced me we're at a point now whereby we need to be ruthless. If you go on and you are you are league champions, you need to upgrade on that squad. Okay, listen. Moving away from the the, the, the macro um, capitalism. I'm just going to bring Steve, it back to Lucas again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, and this isn't about Lucas. It's and about what's this about? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's about upgrading on all our players. Any fucking way, uh, <laughs> Paul. Paul, fucking don't mention him. And talk to me about Ra- <laughs> talk, talk to me about Raheem Sterling. Brendan reckons he's the best young player in Europe. Uh, Brendan likes a big statement like that. Uh, he does have remarkable balance on the ball. Poise. Just he's lovely to watch now. He looks like a far more mature player than than his years would tell you he is. Um, is he going to be the man who's going to drive this title push over the line? Do you think? Sorry, um, yeah, I, I, like Brendan likes a big statement. I do too. I think the moment Henderson got sent off, he became our most important player this season because mm. like going into a game, the, like the two biggest questions Roger asks Rogers asks himself is. <laughs> Rogers asks himself is what do I want from Henderson and what do I want from Sterling mm. like the way because because their mobility the way they 
the way they can do kind of two roles in one. Yeah. So that, and that's gone for Henderson now for most of the season. So I, th- I think like Sterling going into this Chelsea match, it's like it's huge. Like what what do we do with him? Mm. How do we kind of nullify Chelsea with him and get at them as well? Yeah. Because because that's the ability he has. Like he's brilliant off the ball with the ball. His intelligence, his mobility. Like he's like the his second goal. Like a lucky deflection, obviously for the finish. But like once he got the ball, he intercepted the ball in his own half, and like the Norwich players were just an irrelevance. Like he just carried it where yeah. he wanted it. He just carried it straight into their box. They couldn't touch him. Like it's it's just unbelievable to watch. It's it, it really is, Charlie. You can really trust this kid now. Come come yeah. forward the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, I think Benson's took him under his wing mm. and he's been a bit like a father figure to him. Yeah. And he's kind of gone, look, you know, you've got a place on this team. You're a good player. And he is, he's got great ability. I mean, in the game there last week when he scored that goal right in front of the keeper, I thought he was going to flutter up, mm. to be honest with you. But he never. And every every game he plays, me conf- I wasn't worried about losing Sturridge because I knew he had Sterling. Mm. And I knew he, he was quick and... I knew he was going on the ball. Don't mind They're the ball. They're like kids. I know, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, and yeah, yeah, in four or five years, he's going to be a legend. A yeah. couple legends without a shadow. So. You reckon you can see a building like that? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Steve, I've talked to you. You're, you're very pally with... <laughs> You're very pally with your mate Bren. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So what's 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 Bren's thinking when he's coming Lucas. out with a statement like that? Is there <laughs> is, 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 is that not classic um, piling pressure on uh, type of thing that we used to accuse him of in the past? No, because how many how many others are there that are? I think I think he's just trying to to. I don't know. He, he obviously has an angle on it, and, mm. and he's working it. I think it's, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it is working well. Like, I, I don't think there are many young players of eighteen or nineteen years of age who are at the the consistent levels yeah. of Sterling over the last two or three months. Yeah. But maybe, maybe I, I haven't seen a lot of the Bundesliga, but I can only imagine someone like like uh, Royce or someone like that who I don't even know how old he is. Mm. He's early twenties, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. The best, sort of age. But like, but like you know, eighteen, nineteen year olds. Playing consistently at a team that's top of the league and and winning games like two goals and an assist yesterday to win us that match. <laughs> if, if Suarez is doing that, we're we're jizzing ourselves about him being top three player in the world. Mm. You know what I mean? So why shouldn't Sterling get the same sort of praise as as a young player? So, so, as, as, so as, many wank references in this podcast so far. Go ahead. Sterling uh, was immense. He's, he's been immense since he came back into the side um, and. When people were talking about storage and just storage and Suarez and storage and Suarez and storage and Suarez, we were saying, look, there's a third, there's a third prong of this attack, yeah. and that's Raheem Sterling. I think he played better. Yeah, and like he's he he's become liberated as well as the season's gone on. He's just he's free to go. He's 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 really enjoying his football. He's on a real crest of a wave, and as we said. Like, even coming to the World Cup, he's going to be electric for England. In the World Cup. You just know if he if he starts, he's going to take the take the whole team by storm, especially against some of the shit teams that will be in the World Cup. If mm. they get, they won't get out of group though. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Maybe if he stays there and just plays an exhibition match. Italy, Italy, Uruguay, and Costa Rica. Fucking destroy Costa Rica. I still, I still fancy them to get past Italy. But well. they have Roy Hodgson as a manager. Hodgson's going to play him at right back. Yeah. Yeah. But on center half, Raheem Sterling. He's strong enough. Yeah, he could do it. Tell you what, he won some balls in the air yeah. yesterday, and I was looking, going, he's five for four or something. Yeah. 
the fuck? If you're centre half and he's out jumping you, you should just but he was, go in the fucking bin. He was doing the same against Fellaini in Old Trafford. But if, as well, if we're talking, we're, if we're comparing him to young players, yeah, but Fellaini's only five foot six. It's his hair that's another yeah, foot and yeah, a half. Yeah, <laughs> Steve, if, if, we're, if we're comparing him to young players around Europe and, and saying he's the best young player in Europe, it's very hard to pick out one at this moment of time that's having as big an impact on a, on a team as, as this guy has and, and has a team in the position that they are. Like the, the, the nearest comparative you can look to is maybe say Atletico Madrid and saying is there is there another 19 year old in the Atletico Madrid team that's that's performing at the same level and, mm. and having as big an impact at the same level and there's not one that jumps out at me like you, you're looking at Okay, is, is he playing right? He's 21 he? Yeah he's a bit older and, bit like, older, and yeah. even when we think to Sacco Sacco's only about 22, 23 like mm. he's, he's only a young fella as well when it, What when about Germany for that was well, what you've got Julian Draxler who's doing wonderful things at Schalke. You've mm. got you've is got he the, not twenty three, twenty four again. No, 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 no he's no, only 20. nineteen. You've got you've got, you've got like yeah, you've got the you've got the young fella who have been linked with um, Kalinoglu at um, Hamburg. Hamburg, and he's been holding that team together. And, but he's a smashing But I'm talking about a fella who's in a team that's leading. The league, yeah. right? Yeah. Under the pressure to put the points in, he's and winning becomes, games becomes the match winner, and not he's just a fella who's, who's yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. you know who who's grows as every game goes on. Yeah. He's grown and grown and grown in terms of stature. So I, just... I I think it's a fair show. Yeah. Uh, at this moment in time, I think it's a fair yeah, show. Knock, you know I what I mean? And like when you watch him yesterday, when he gets in the ball. You know, you, it, like the, like Suarez was two or three months ago when he was in that real rich vein of form where he was scoring a hundred goals a game. Right when Ster, <laughs> when Ster, well, yeah, when Sterling gets on the ball now, it, there's not. I don't think there's a single Liverpool fan who isn't just thinking, "What's going to happen next? Yeah. What's going to happen mm-hmm. next?" It's it's that same feeling that that's going. Absolutely. Look at the last you know. couple of weeks and look at who, uh, who the mid the players who have carried the can when Suarez and Sturridge haven't been at the form mm-hmm. they've been for the majority of the season. It's Coutinho, it's Gerrard, and it's Sterling, yeah. and it's those yeah. three who continually fill in the gaps when the two boys aren't at the level. As they were, as they have been, and even like Suarez gets a goal yesterday, but it wasn't Suarez's best game, and like yeah, it was eventually he was going to have a, have have a, a, a poorer game. It was a great Norwich. finish. Suarez it was a great finish, but I'm just I'm just saying in general. Like, yeah, you know, but that, that's what title winning sides do, and that's why yeah. we're top of the league exactly. because you look at the invincible Arsenal team when Thierry Henry was absolutely burning the the league up. It was still the games where where you know whoever it was at the time, Lundberg, Perez, whoever it was that 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 came in and and dug them out of a hole in games. Yeah, and that's what we have. Yeah. Not even looking back to that Arsenal time. Arsenal side look at United for how many years where they'd have little fucking poxes like McKayda come in and he'll score two or three goals in the title run in and win points with him mm-hmm. that's the kind of level we need to get to um, with Sterling doing that now he stepped up we slated Sterling after the whole game there was genuine well, there was I didn't. I didn't. I said at the time he's the type of player that needs games. But there was a genuine talk at the time of Sterling. So stick out your hole. <laughs> <laughs> we had a conversation. I defended the fucker for months. I did saying that he's he's gone. Yeah, you did. Yeah, did. You no, did. fair enough. We did, but we did have a conversation about whether Sterling should go out on loan, whether it would benefit. But it was to get games. It was to get yeah, games, and, and the, way, games. the way things have panned out, he's gotten the games, and he, and and he's delivered. What what you know, his talent could always do can, once he employed can himself. Can you imagine properly. how annoyed we'd be if he'd gone out on loan to another Premiership club and did that? And that, did that. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be there fucking going nuts. Yeah, so he wouldn't have Rodgers coaching him though. This is good. That's, 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 that's a great point, actually, Paul. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's finish on a spectacular. I told you so from Phil then with our review, <laughs> and move on to <laughs> our thanks, listeners' thanks, questions. Thanks. Set you up nicely there, fellas. <laughs> Back pocket there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, right. nobody bring up pass pasta. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, brilliant. Okay. Uh, right, let's go on to our listeners' questions. Right, first one's from Sly Furnival. Uh, he was a previous guest on the show, and he asked, it's a simple choice you've got here, uh, Steve Daly, MC Hammer or Vanilla Ice? Vanilla Ice, without question. How the fuck do you rationalise that? Tell me. Because I know nearly all the words of Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. Next question, don't let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I think anyone who can make parachute pants a thing has got to get my respect. I'm with you. Fucking hell. Vanilla Ice. And a gold toilet. MC Hammer had a gold toilet. A proper gold toilet. And then he ended up bankrupt. Yeah. Fair play. That's that's a well-made point. Right now, I'm staying on with baggy pants. Um, no, yeah, parachute pants are the fire. Your pants is on now. <laughs> I remember when he went across and the video, he just got. And it was like amazing ever. It was just like the legs were out to the side. It was like looking at a human version of Space Invaders. It's like your hangover dress. You know, you know, it's fucking comfortable. Piss off. Yeah, I can dance like fucking this. Yeah, fucking. Pants. Anyway, uh, next one up from Paddy, uh, ex-competition winner, I believe. He wonders, what causes you road rage? Or have you ever confronted another driver? Charlie, I see potential in you here for this one. <laughs> Indicators. Go on. Do you guys know what they are? Okay, don't, you don't, don't take it out on us. Right? You know, if you want to go a certain way, there's a little stick on the side of the car. And it tells, it, <laughs> tells other people where you're going to go. Use them. Yeah. And have it confronted people. Mainly when I've just kind of drove past them and gone like, <laughs> so yeah, 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 a, a hand gesture. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm, it's not proper pin behaviour. <laughs> so you see, yeah, but have you ever had proper confrontation? But I know, can't tell you. Okay, good. <laughs> still, still, still illegal. Still, yeah, yeah, I'm still in court. Case is still pending. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what really gets to me? Go on. Someone who indicates to turn whatever direction they are, right? Mm. And to turn that way, they have to turn out the opposite direction to go. Like, if you're going... You're swinging out to the right, yeah. to take go left. Turn. And you're like... <laughs> you're not driving at all. It's not a fucking truck. You're in a fucking <coughs> chinquicento. Wankers yeah. in the fast lane who think it's their business and, and their responsibility to dictate how fast oh, you Oh, to set drive. the pace. Oh. Yeah. Set the fucking no, pace. No, this is oh, how yes. fast we're driving today, lads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, no, it's yeah. not. Now, unfortunately, it's come back to haunt me because on a few occasions they have been plain clothes police officers <laughs> and, and I've done the whole see I really really hate undertaking I actually really hate undertaking so I would rather flash you like a mental bastard go, go, get, your get out of my way and yeah. let me go past yeah. than actually undertake somebody but in the odd occasion I tend to get burned where I absolutely lose the plot I undertake I go by them I like to tell them every kind of cunt that they are yeah. whilst pointing at them not looking at the road and then speed off but then, you got, you know, I, I tend, <laughs> then sometimes the little blue lights go on and you kind of have to go faster. I'll do a question where no one can bury themselves, I hope. Uh, Jim Fishlock is asking us, which is your favourite James Bond actor? Steve. Daniel Craig. Why is that, kid? Because he's a scouser. <laughs> <laughs> that as well. But no, he, I, I, I read a lot of James Bond books and massive James Bond fan and I just think that the original Ian Fleming... James Bond, Daniel Craig plays better than anyone. You reckon he embodies the yeah. character? Any any other sheds? No, I'm, I'm with stay on Daniel Craig. Craig. I, I didn't read the books, but I know the premise of of Ian Fleming's James Bond was a nasty fucker. Yeah, you know he wasn't. He wasn't the suave Roger Moore. He wasn't Roger no, Moore. He wasn't Roger Moore. And as much as I love those, you know, two, I, I like Timothy Dalton, I like Roger Moore, I like yeah. you know George Lazenby, the whole lot, and. 
you know, I, I just think Daniel Craig, for the time that we're in now, he, he embodies a modern James Bond, action-packed, full of fun, and, and still charming and fucking a legend with the ladies, but will also... You sound like you're quite taken with him. Oh, I love, I've loved him since Layer Cake. Ah, oh, Layer Cake is what fucking amazing. Movie. What a movie, and, and ever since then... Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore, what a, what a legend! What a fucking legend! James Bond. What a legend! Roger Moore. Just, just the, the name's Bond. James Bond. <laughs> 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 he was a fucking legend. Everything about him. He was actually Roger Moore after his stroke. It's Roger Moore now. But I'm fairness, right? He's just—he was brilliant. It was like the quintessential English gentleman as a fucking James Bond. I don't want fucking. I don't want stupid Daniel Craig. I want fucking Roger Moore. Roger Moore has one of the best Bond scenes of all time. I can't remember what film it's in, but... My favourite James Bond film was Moonraker. Oh, keeping the British end up. That's, that's his pun at the end. That's quality. That is quality. The Roger Moore scene is when the Jaws gets woman his board. gets out. Do you remember Jaws gets his board? And just talking about Moonraker. Just talking over. It was brilliant. He remember he floats off the pigtail girl. Yeah, the pigtail. Yeah. Jaws got a board in that. Oh, and that, 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 stops, that like stopped Jaws being a lunatic. That is well, that's very good. You're not like Roger Moore. You're just saying this to piss everybody off. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> Nobody knows at this stage. Yeah, Roger Moore was brilliant. He's a contrary bastard. Roger fucking Moore. And Sean Connery. After that, they've all been shit, like, so just, it's either one of those two. named everyone, though. <laughs> <laughs> Between you, you mentioned them all. All oh, right. Uh, Did you say Pierce Brosnan? No, because oh, he, he was crap. He was, he was crap. He should have stayed as Renfrew Steel. He got steel. fucked with the scripts, though. The, like, scripts? The, the scripts are bollocks. He's a shy bag. Do, do you remember the ice skating jacket? Fuck off back to Mrs. Dow for you. Yeah, fucking Remington Copper. Dave Thomas, regular tripper asks who would you be and what would you sing on stars in their eyes tonight Matthew I'm gonna be yeah and he shouts I'd just be me come up to the microphone Steve Um, Frank Sinatra yeah you you reckon you'd carry that off you got the old positive baritone voice going on yeah nice nice Nicki Minaj (laughs) (laughs) Nicki Minaj and I sing Starships Oh fuck me! <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> wow. Uh, Gary Glitter and the pigs Nathan. Gary, Gary Glitter. <laughs> 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 no, no. Be, no. Be <laughs> okay. Uh, next, next, next question from Harris. Harris asks uh, Paul Brown, "What's the most uh, important muscle in the body?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's good. Is is it anatomically speaking a muscle? I think. Yes, yes. It's uh, the strongest muscle in the body as well. Yeah, is that not your ar- that not your arse muscle? What your sphincter? No, no, that's not muscle. Your gluteus. I don't know. I think about bodies. Gluteus maximus. Is not the strongest one. Or your heart. It's the biggest one. Yeah, it's probably your heart. Your heart. Your heart is the strongest one. Uh, what? I missed that. It, 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 it depends on what song you're singing. Yeah. <laughs> my lipstick brings all the money to you. It's milkshake. Whatever. It's my lipstick. <laughs> Thanks for that. Hangover, guys. <laughs> He likes to get he likes to get dressed up after a nice drinking. Roll himself a bath. Okay. Before before Nikki before before the gig is Nikki over before Nikki buries herself anymore here. Uh, Steve Daly, would you give us a shout on this one? Um, yeah. <laughs> if you could host one TV game show, 
Which one would it be? If you can come on, you can just be the man. One TV game show. Which one would it be? Probably, I, I'd probably go old school. Go Something on. like uh, Blankety Blank or, or <laughs> fucking... Um, actually, Blind Date. Blind Date. Yeah. yeah. You were Silla Black, yeah. Silla. yeah. Take over from Silla because every time there's two birds that didn't get the date. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but have you seen the state of the world? Hang on a second. The kiss goodbye seems to be lingering quite a long while. This is following on from a tweet that Paul Brown probably prefers he didn't actually put out there about his Easter eggs. And this is from Derek, and Derek saw it and snatched on and put a question. And he says, he has stitched you up nice. He says, Is having two Yorkies for breakfast ever acceptable? I only had one. Like, that's how I got caught, because when, <laughs> when the girlfriend came home, she, yeah, I, uh, what have been doing here? And then she's just kind of like, where'd that Yorkie come from? And like, I, I was like, I didn't have, she, like, she knew I hadn't fucking moved all day, yeah. So I couldn't say I went out to one. Like, You're still in your man nappy, watching <laughs> a match. <laughs> <laughs> Finally then some admin. Don't forget Neil Poole's We Are Liverpool fanzine which will be on sale outside the ground for the Chelsea game and on match days after that. It's available from weareliverpoolfanzine.com. There's amazing content there, some great writers and also myself and Phil. It's only £1.50, so get on it. Also, get on to lfcdaytrippers.com for the finest of content and all our latest podcasts are on there as well. Some controversial news stories that you can have a look at as well. The Five Times competition is still running. Check out our timeline for details on that. And finally, a day trippers tonight were Charlie Maloney, Paul Brown, Stephen Brown, Steve Daly, Phil Casey and myself, Trev Downey. Do you, come here, do you, when you were shaving, work it in, because you can't, you when you were shaving, do you put it, right. put it right the way around? So make sure you get it in properly. What's happening? Like a new one. You're a dressed in a Santa Claus. Put your mouth What's happening here? He's like, shaving ball. Yeah, I'm going to get you on my side, you're on Santa. You keep on there. You can go back to I just put the shaving ball on.
This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. Two days only, this Friday and Saturday. Earn a 25-cent Hy-Vee Fuel Saver discount for every $50 you spend. The more you spend, the more you save. Spend $100, get 50 cents off per gallon of gas. $150, get you 75 cents off per gallon. And spend $200 and save a dollar per gallon of gas. Get a 25-cent fuel saver for every $50 you spend, this Friday and Saturday. Only at Hy-Vee. Sports Social Podcast Network.